our Bible reading is Matthew uh, 7, Matthew 7, 24 to 27. I'm not sure if it's going to come up on the screen. If you have a Bible in front of you, you can follow in the Bible. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. I'm going to read from the NIV, and then I'm going to read from a different version, just to give it a different flavor. So I don't know what Bible you have in front of you. Maybe it is an NIV we have here. Yeah, ESV. Oh, excellent. I'm going to read the NIV. You have the ESV, and then I'm going to read another, another version as well. Well-known story. Boys and girls, you're going to know the story very well. But I want you to listen extra careful, okay? Extra carefully. Matthew 7, 24 to 27 says this. Therefore, this is Jesus speaking. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now, here it is from another version. Jesus says, These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house because it was fixed on the rock. But if you use my words in Bible studies, if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. And when a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. That's our reading today. May the Lord bless it to us. Let's, uh, let's commit the next part of the service to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bring this part of the service before you and ask you to speak to us. Settle everyone here and may we be able to listen. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see and feet to follow as we listen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, boys and girls, I hope you listened really well to the reading earlier. Can anyone tell me the two different types of houses? One house was built on something, and another house was built on something else. Can you tell me which one was built? What was one house built on? Sand, and the other house was built on? Rock. Yes. Now, have you ever seen a house built on sand before? You have. Some people have. Some people have. Let me show you. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a place in England. These houses were built on sand. Now, look at whatever screen you can find. Maybe you have to look behind you. I don't know. You can't really see past some of the things. These, these are houses built on sand dunes. Now, there's a bit of a, a clip there. You can see there's a wee drone there. Look at that house built on the edge of a sand dune. Lovely house right beside the sea. Isn't it beautiful? Wouldn't you love to live in a house like that built on the sand dune? Wouldn't you? Ooh, I would. Except these people mustn't have read the Bible when Jesus said that building your house on the sand is a very silly thing to do. Because what happened in 2000 and 
13, I think it was, there was a big storm and the waves crashed against the dunes and if the house is up here and it's built on the sand and the waves come and take away all the sand, what happens to the house? It falls. Here's the video footage after the storm surge. Now, look at those houses now. Look at it. It's in the, it's in the sea. Imagine if you lived in that house and the next thing you woke up and there was water all over your bed. Look at it. Look. Isn't that crazy? That's why you don't build your house on the sand because if there's ever a storm, the house will just fall because the foundations are all sand. Now, the other type of house was on the rock. Didn't you say the rock? Great. Now, here's an example of a house that was built on rock. These people built a house in Florida where there are hurricanes that come through all the time. And they decided to build a house that would withstand the hurricane. So they drilled way deep down, deeper than any other house would go, right into the rock and put concrete down there so that their house would stand. Here's their house after Hurricane Michael. There it is. Now, if you can see it on the screen, all the other houses are flattened, except that house. Look at it in the middle. Standing up straight and tall, not a damage. Why? Because they built their house deep, 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 deep into the rock on a good foundation. Now, is that what Jesus was talking about? Was Jesus talking about how to build a house? Is that what he was doing? Do you think? No. Because that's not how the story starts. Did anyone listen to how the story starts? Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house in the sand. So, what does it mean to put something into practice? Well, let me show you. I was taught art in school. Anyone taught art in school? Taught how to draw in school? Do you have art, art in part of your lessons? You do? Yes? And even in secondary school, I was taught art. Now, I am not an artist at all. I have no artistic talent whatsoever, but I was taught how to draw. You look at the thing, and if the line goes up, you draw up. How hard can it be? So, here's the thing. I didn't put it into practice. I never practiced drawing. So I'm going to draw a picture for you now, and we'll see how good I am. Here is a picture of someone famous. I'm going to try and draw him now, okay? Let's see. Okay. You want to see what I drew? You ready? Tell me how good it is. What do you think? Does that look like him? No. Even a wee bit? No, no, no. Do you know why? Because I'm not good at art. Do you know why I'm not good at art? Because I didn't. Practice. Here's another thing I was taught. I was taught as a child how to play the piano. So I was taught how to read music. So I know all, all the bars, you know, they have the stave and all the lines, and I know all the letters, E, G, B, D, F, F, A, C, E, E, G, B, D, F, whatever. I know each note on the stave. I know where all the things are in the piano. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't practice. So here's three blind mice. I'm going to play this for you now. Hang on. Over here. <coughs> now, 
Do you read up or down? E. Down, E, G, B, D, F, F. A, B, C, D, E, F. Okay. Hang on. Wait. A, B, C, D, E. No. E. E. Oh, E, sorry. A, B, C, D. There we go. Is that not it? <laughs> Fine. Do you know why I can't play? See, I know how to play. How? I don't need to learn anything more. I know where the notes are in the save, on the whatever you call that thing, and I know where the notes are in the piano. I don't need to know any more. But you know why I'm not very good? Because I didn't. I didn't. Practice. No, I didn't. But here's something that I did practice. When I was young, I used to love magic. That's so why I used to watch Paul Daniels when I was younger. That was, he was my, my idol of magic. And then David Blaine came on the scene, and I thought he was amazing. And so I tried to do what he could do, all the magic tricks. You want to see a magic trick? I, did, I used to practice and practice and practice. So, no, not the gimmicks. I used to try to, to, to do it myself. Okay, called sleight of hands. Trying to make the cards disappear. The happy, the happy family cards. No, not other cards. And I used to try and make coins disappear and stuff. So I would sit in front of a mirror so that I could see what other people see. And I would sit and practice again and again. I'd hold the coin, and I'd take it in this hand, and I'd make it disappear, and then I'd bring it up in this hand, and I would practice it again and again in the mirror, taking it in this hand, making it disappear, bringing it up again, again and again and again. And the more I practiced it, the more it became natural to me. It just became, I just can do it without thinking. Another thing I used to do was I wanted to learn how to juggle. So, I got... I got my balls, right? And started with one. Okay. That's easy enough. So I practiced that for a while. Then I practiced with two. I started off, I'd pass one across. Okay, I can do that. Then I tried doing it one, then the other, like this. Oh. And I practiced that. And that, became, that was hard now because normally I just passed it across, but now I'm juggling two at the same time. So I practiced that. And I practiced and practiced until I could do that. And then I added the third ball. But I had to practice this on, I did it on the floor first so I knew what way it went. But after a while, I got to be able to juggle like this. And you know what? I can speak to you now and juggle at the same time. Now I'm not looking at you because as soon as I look at you, I can't. I can't juggle, but I can talk to you because it becomes natural to you. Oh, no, 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 no. Next year we'll do it with flames. <laughs> no, I can juggle naturally. I don't even have to think about it. I'm not really thinking about it now because it, I practiced and I practiced and I practiced, but at the start it wasn't like that. At the start it was more like this. That's what it was like at the start. I kept on, thank you, I kept on dropping the ball. All the time I kept on, kept on dropping the ball because I hadn't practiced at the start. I only practiced a few times. So it 
when I was practicing, the first few times, I didn't get it perfect, did I? Because you drop the ball a lot of the time when you're starting off. But as I practiced and practiced and practiced, I dropped the ball less and less and less. Sometimes I still drop the ball when I'm juggling. Sometimes, but not as often as at the start because I have practiced. Now, what's the point of that? Here's the thing. Jesus says, put my words into practice. Now, what does that mean? What are Jesus' words? Do you know what Jesus' words are? Things that are written in the... In the Bible, yeah. They are the words of God. And Jesus teaches us so many things in the Bible. They are his words, and he's asking us to put them into practice. Now, Jesus talks about not getting angry. He talks about how to pray. He talks about how much he loves you. You sang that earlier on. Jesus loves me. One, two, three. Jesus loves me. So, when we take these words and put them into practice, it will become natural to us to obey him. What do you see? That's the whole point. We need to practice what Jesus teaches us so that it becomes natural to us. Let me give you an example. Has anyone had a wee test in school where you have to do um, maybe your wee son's test, spelling test maybe? Do you have spelling tests in school? No? I'm too young for that. Some of the older ones have maybe. Do you have spelling tests every week? Yeah. Have you ever been tempted to look at the other person's answer because you don't know the answer? And you're looking at, you're doing a test, you think, I don't know the answer to that, but the person beside you does, and you go, to try and find their answer. That's, that's cheating, that's stealing. You're stealing their answer because you don't know the answer. It's not your answer. You're stealing their answer. Jesus tells us, the Bible tells us, not to steal. So the more we don't steal and practice, I'm not going to do that, I'm, going to, I'm not going to steal, I'm not going to cheat, I'm not going to cheat, the more we do that and practice it, the more natural it will be for us not to do it. Same with telling the truth. The Bible says, tell the truth. And the more we tell the truth and practice that, the more natural it will be for us to tell the truth. But here's the thing, boys and girls, and everyone here. We won't get it right first time. It requires practice. We will drop the ball sometimes. We will make mistakes we get it wrong, but here's the thing. We don't do this to make Jesus loves us, love us. One, two, three, Jesus loves me, even when I get it wrong. And when I get it right, Jesus doesn't love me anymore because I get it right. And he doesn't love you any less because you get it wrong. Jesus' love goes beyond that. We're not doing this to make Jesus love us, okay? He loves us anyway. And when we get it wrong, what it means is that our way is not the right way. And when we get it right, it means that Jesus' way is the right way. This week, boys and girls, you're going to hear about God. You're going to hear about Jesus. You're going to hear about his love for you, that he sent his son Jesus to die for you, to take away your sin. You're going to hear that Jesus did amazing things on earth, and he did things that no one else could do because he is God himself. You're going to hear all these stories, and you're going to hear about what it means to be a follower of Jesus about giving your life to hell, about saying sorry for your sins. That's all it takes. We need to say sorry for our sins and trust in Jesus. And when we do that, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey what I do. 
So then we practice, and we practice, and we practice doing what Jesus teaches us, not because it gets us into heaven. Getting into heaven, all it requires is us to say sorry for our sins and trust in Jesus. That's all. We practice and we practice because Jesus asks us to, if we love him. And the more we practice, the more it will become natural to us. And we will do all the good things that Jesus asks us without even thinking. So I want you to remember that, boys and girls, everyone here. We don't do good things to get us into heaven. We practice it because we love Jesus. And the more we love Jesus, the more we'll practice it. And the more we practice it, the more it will become natural to us. And we will follow Jesus and do the right thing without even thinking. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you sent Jesus, your son, to come onto earth and to die for us to take away our sin. Thank you that all we need to do to go to heaven, to have eternal life, is to believe in Jesus and trust in him. We thank you that when we do make mistakes, and we will make mistakes, that you don't love us any less when we do. And you don't love us any more when we get it right. You love us unconditionally. Thank you for that. But help us to show our love for you by doing what you ask us, by practicing it and practicing it. Not to make you love us more, but just because we love you. Help us to practice it so that it will become natural to us to follow your way and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.